Masechet Yomad of 65, uh, we're going to see um, three challenges. Uh, we're continuing the discussion of Rav and Rabbi Yochanan had a machloket. Um, so we'll see three, two challenges to Rav and one to Rabbi Yochanan. And then we're going to focus on Rabbi Yudah's opinion in uh, Mishnah, uh, one about keeping the Chatat uh, L'Azazel alive, the Seil L'Azazel alive, and then why not roll over to the next year? So let's recontextualize ourselves and remember what we're talking about. Uh, so we're dealing with the case where you have the uh, one, the first pair of Se'idim and everything's going well until one of them dies. Let's say, for example, the Se'il Azazel dies. And then we have to bring a second pair to do another lottery because uh, it has to be, the new Azazel has to be chosen by lottery. You can't just take, take one. And now we end up having two live Sayyidim Lahashem, one from the first pair, one from the second pair. And so that's what the Mishnah mentioned. And so Rabbi Rav and Rabbi Yochanan have an argument. And Rav says, though, out of the two, you pick the original Lahashem uh, to use that. Uh, so that that goes, that is the one that's sacrificed. And the second one will graze. And according to Rabbi Yochanan, it's the new one, the one, the second uh, Lahashem from the second pair. That's the one that you will use. And it's the first one that goes out to graze. Uh, good. So we have that machloket between the Rav and the Yochanan. And uh, based on that, the there says uh, he disagrees on two points. Number one, whereas according to Tanakama, the one that you're not using goes out to graze. He says, um, because why does it go out to graze? Because it's a korban sibur. The Buddha says, no, it dies. So that's one point of contention. And the second point that the Buddha disagrees with is um, if, if something uh, becomes if one half of it is not usable anymore, like if the blood spills or if the azazel dies, then does the other one automatically become no good? And he says yes, that you'd have to spill out that blood. No, in other words, it's permanently not good. So you see, according to the Buddha, you, you're gonna have to use the second of the the the, the second pair uh, that that comes up. Okay, so that was the um, that was the two points of the Biuda. Okay, now we're going to focus our first question, uh, which is going to be on uh, on Rav from this these words here: She'en hatat sibur meta. Uh, that the reason why though out of the two the, the two Lashem that you uh, that you have now, the one that you're gonna the, that you're not going to use. Um, is going to be Ista'evi uh, Machet, has to go out to graze and sell, but you can keep it alive because it's a communal offering. That means if in the similar case, if it was a Chatat Yachid, then it would in fact die. So that's the beginning of our question. So Tenan, She'en Chatat Sibur Meta, that we just quoted the Mishnah, Had Yachid Ki Gavna Meta. So we can infer that in a parallel case, Whatever case we're talking about regarding this communal af- uh, communal offering, if it was a parallel case of a, chat, of a chatat yachid, then it would be a case where it dies. So now let's test out the cases. I understand this all makes sense according to the Biochanan, who says you use the second sa'ir uh, from the second pair, and the first one is the one that will that you will send out to graze. Now the parallel makes sense. So Rav happens to be Rav, even though we're using this to prove to be Yochanan. So never mind that this happens to be the opinion of Rav. We're talking about now a new case, a case of a Chatat Yachid, 
a person brings a, he, he makes a sin and he does something on Shabbat by mistake, and now he brings an offering. He, he, he chooses an offering, but it gets lost. So he gets another offering, but he finds the first one. So he has two of them. Um, so everyone agrees that the one that was lost must, must be sent out to death, and it's the second one that you're going to use. So this, these two cases now are parallel because according to the Biochanan, in the case of Yom Kippur, I'm going to use the second Sayyid, the one from the second uh, pair. And so the first one is the one that will graze. Why is it graze? Because it's a communal offering. If it was a, a individual offering, it would die. And this is the same, right? Um, the first one that gets, that gets, um, that gets uh, a lost is similar to the Yom Kippur one that has no pair. Remember the Biochanan's reasoning. Why do you use the second one? He says because the first one, once it's uh, becomes uh, rejected because it has no pair, uh, it becomes permanently rejected. So that permanent rejection is similar to this one that gets lost. And so even even if you find it, it has to die. So everything makes sense according to Biochanan, the parallelism. However, let's test out according to Rav. Ela Rav. Rav, remember Rav's opinion? Rav said you can go back and use the first Sayyid Hashem, uh, the one from the first pair. Why? Because even though it was rejected temporarily when it had no partner, nevertheless, once you get a new partner, it's totally fine. So really, the first one is totally fine. The second one is fine too. So according to Rav, this is not similar to a case of two individual khatats that one gets lost and one is found and, and then found. Rather, it's more similar to a case of someone who brings two chata'ot from in the beginning, lechatechila. Um, he does it lachrayut. He wants as he wants a guarantee. Someone says, I did the sin, I'm gonna bring two animals with me just in case uh, one gets a moom or something. Now, this is not a great idea because he can't really pick one. Uh, both of them are, are going to be sanctified. And so what do you do with them? So he'll use one of them, whichever he wants, and the other one has to go out to graze. So now, according to Raf, since this is the more similar case, and in this case, the one that you don't use goes out to graze, even though it's a chatat yachid. And the, but the Mishnah said, the only reason that the Sa'ir that you don't use goes out to graze rather than die is because communal offering. But that would imply that if it were an individual offering, then it would die. But that's not true in the Rav's case, because here's the parallel individual offering, and yet it goes out to graze and doesn't die. Okay, that is the question on Rav. And the answer is, uh, since we remember yesterday, we said, according to Rav, um, I know the original one is, uh, is fine because now it has a new pair and it was not a permanent rejection, but you could use the first or you could use the second, right? So we said, we say, we said, Rav must follow the Biyose, that it's always better to Mitzvah to use the original one. Since he says that, uh, when you do the second lottery, then you already know that I'm, I already knows I'm not going to use the uh, second the the second pair from the second lottery, and therefore it's as if it's liibud. It's as if it's lost because I have in mind I'm not going to use the counterpart from the second lottery. So therefore, actually, it is more not is more not comparable to the one of uh, that he gets two chatat It is in fact more comparable to the first case where he loses one of them. So according to Rav, it's like he loses 
the second one, and that's why he, yes, and if it was a parallel individual case, it would in fact die. Okay, that is the first challenge to Rav, and now a second challenge to Rav. Tenan, Rebiuda Omer, Tamut. Fine. All right, that was the, the Sefa in our Mishnah, that uh, whereas the Tanakama said, the one that you don't use grazes, Rebiuda says the one that you don't use, dies. He disagrees with that rule that only a communal offering can't a communal offering can die. He said even a communal chatat can die. Fine. So this makes sense. According to Rabbi Yochanan, he's the one that said that the one the first pair, the one from the first pair is the one that you don't use, right? That's the one that you so it goes out to graze. So that's Tanakama. According to Buda, the first, the one, the one, the, the surviving from the first uh, pair will die. And so, which one are you going to use? The second pair. In other words, according to Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yehuda, forget the first pair. Just uh, that one of them died already. One, one uh, you get rid of. You only use the second pair. So that's totally fine because the first one is no good. That all makes sense. He's consistent. According to Rav, that's who says that. It's the extra one from the second lottery, the one that, that, that you don't need. That's the one that goes out to grace because you use the first one. So according to that, according to that, the would say it's the second one, right? According to Dav's opinion, it'd be the second one that dies. Okay. According to that, which one are you going to use for kapara? Because remember, according to the Biuda, um, if something becomes pasul, it's permanently pasul. So the first one they uh, that had no counterpart, right? Because the counterpart died. Um, it whatever it, whatever it is, its uh, counterpart can never be used again. And so now we're stuck because he killed the second one, and the first one is pasul. So according to Rav, how would Rav explain the biyuda? Our answer is No, no, Rebiyuda was always talking about the first one, that the first one is the one that will die, and it's the one that pasul. According to Rebiyuda, you use the second one, and that's not consistent with, with Rav, but we said that already yesterday, that Rav says, I'm only explaining my opinion follows Tanakama. I can't explain Rabbi Yehuda. Doesn't I'm, I disagree with them. He's explaining that according to Tanakama, you use the original one. He agrees that according to Rabbi Yehuda, you would use the second one. So this is not, not, this is not a question. Okay, so we resolve that. And now one last point, and this one's going to be a challenge to Rabbi Yochanan. This is not actually an entirely new challenge. It's just a new version of a challenge that we mentioned on the daf yesterday. So Vika de Motiv Hachi, there are others who explain an objection in this way, another version of a, of a question. So this is from the last clause of the Mishnah that said, if they already had the blood and the blood gets spilled, then that since you, since you don't have the, the blood available for the Seil Hashem, you have to go and kill the Azazel and get a new one. And similarly, if after you did the, did the lottery, the Azazel died, then the blood from the Sa'id has to be spilled out and you got to go get a new one. You got to get new, 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 new ones of both. See, according to the Buda, they're completely entangled. And so if one is, uh, one is not usable, the, whatever, the other one is also unusable. So that rule, Vishlam al 
רשע פליגי בחטאת ציבור, וספר פליגי בבעלי חיים. According to Rav, we can explain the whole Mishnah nicely, because we have Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda. And we see that they're arguing on two points. They're arguing on, first point is, what do you do with Chatat Sibur? According to the, the, the Tanakama, it goes out to grace. According to the Biyuda, Tamut, right? Because it's a, even though it's a Korban Sibur. That's the Biyuda's first point. And the second point, Peligi Bibalechaim. The second point was, um, if an animal loses its counterpart, counterpart, but then gets a new one, is it, is it okay? The Tanakama said yes. According to the Biyuda, no, it's permanently no good. So uh, the whole Mishnah reads well, according to Rav, that they argue on two points. El Rabbi Yochanan, my ve'od. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, what do you mean ve'od? What's the second point on which they disagree? Because according to Rabbi Yochanan, he think, Rabbi Yochanan thinks that Otanakama also thinks that the first, uh, the one from the first pair is permanently no good and can never be used. So really there's only one point of contention, not two in the Mishnah. So the word ve'od doesn't, doesn't fit. So we say, in fact, this is a difficulty according to the Biochanan. And this just confirms the same thing we said yesterday, which is our Mishnah, if you just read it directly, uh, reads like Rav. And that means that you would offer the, the original Lahashem with the new Azazel. Um, and, but the Biochanan does not fit with the, with the simple reading of the Mishnah. If you remember from yesterday, he had a different Baraita, another reading that he could follow. Okay, so that concludes the back and forth between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. And now we're going to see two points about Rabbi Uda's opinion. Um, the first one has, I think, a, a, a deep philosophical ba- backing. So here's how it goes. Right, so uh, after you did the lottery, all of a sudden the blood in the middle while you're doing the sprinkling spills, then that Azazel has to go, has to die, and you got to get a new one, a new, a new, new pair altogether. That's the Buddha's opinion. Now, I understand that if the blood was spilt, then the one that's Azazel has to, has to die because the, the, the blood was not sprinkled yet. So it's no good. But let's say the Azazel died. Why do I have to go and get a new Sayyid Hashem? The Azazel, the Mitzvah was already done. What else are you going to do with the Azazel? You did the lottery. The lottery is the only thing that the Kohen Gadol does with the Azazel. He does Vidui also. But then who takes it out? Someone else, another Kohen. Um, and, that other, so, and we learned that anything that's done uh, by someone else is not an absolutely necessary. In other words, if that Sayyid Azazel is not taken out, and it seems that even if you didn't do the vidui, that's not me'akeb. So what happened? The died? Good. It's going to die anyway, right? We should be happy. Good. You saved, the, saved, saved me a trip to, to, the, to the cliff, right? It died now. So since I'm not waiting for anything, I did the mitzvah. The only absolutely necessary mitzvah you have to do with the azazel is the lottery, and that was done. So if it died, you say, oh, well, okay, it died, but the dam, the counterpart, I should still use, and I shouldn't have to now go get another one, go back to the beginning, and all that. Okay, good question. And the answer, Amri Deber Rabbi Yanai Amar Kera, Ya Omad Chai Lifne Adonai Lechaper, Ad Matai Yehezakuk Liyot Chai, 
So it says the Sa'ir that will go la'azazel has to stand living before God to atone. And we learned from that that it has to remain living. I'm going to call this episode Staying Alive. It's got to stay alive until the other one finishes the kapara. And so, yes, even though you're not doing anything in particular necessary with the Azazel, it has to just be there, just being there, being alive and kind of exper- being uh, experiencing, being a uh, uh, witnessing the other one that's being sprinkled, that's absolutely necessary. So I'm trying to think about conceptually, like what's the idea behind this? And uh, I think maybe it's a, a deep idea of the whole uh, two se'adim, as we mentioned once before, that the two se'adim represent um, in every individual, but also B'nai Israel as a collective of what happens to us, that we're going to go out to exile into the desert, midbar ha'amim, or remain in Yerushalayim and be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But you need both to be alive. I'll give you an, ana- an example from a recent parasha. We, uh, B'nai Israel, after Chetem Adaglim, Hashem says, okay, you're going to be 40 years and the old generation is all going to die out. But the new generation, they'll be okay. But here's the thing. See, if the Hashem originally wanted to wipe them all out, that would be devastating because if you wipe, wipe, wipe out everybody now in year one, there'll be nobody left. Um, but by having the old, the first generation, even though they sinned, by keeping them alive for a generation, then the new, the new, the kids who didn't sin, they can be brought up by their parents and then it'll be okay. Uh, so uh, similarly here, uh, if you say the Sa'il Azazel is like the first generation of sinners, but the one that's La Hashem, that right, is gonna be the one that's gonna go in. They have to be alive at the same time, right, for a time period, because if you wipe out the Azazel now, then you don't have a collective for there to be a She'erit that will go on. Uh, or uh, similarly, in the rest of the Galut, you always have a, a She'erit Yisrael, a remnant will of, of the righteous people, they will come back while everyone else gets their punishment. But they have to be around at the same time because if you wipe everybody out, then there's not gonna be even any remnant, right? You need time for the punishment to, uh, to, uh, to, to take its course, for the sentence to be done. And during that time, right, the, the old guard is still around, but the new guard, right, the ones that, that are, are the Sadiqim that will, that will keep the Badit in the future, they, um, while, while atonement happens, the Azazel, the point is the Azazel has to be around while the new one is there. Okay, so anyway, that might be uh, um, the uh, conceptual background for why you need the Azazel to be alive during the Kapara, then the punishment is finished. But by that time, we achieve Kapara and the rest of the nation that's uh, surviving can move on. It also shows that the new generation sees that what God said was going to happen to the old generation. Oh, very they're nice. going to die off. Beautiful. Like they're that. watching them die off. Right. And they're like, well, what's going to happen if we don't yeah, you watch have to see, You have to see that during the, that's part of the Kapada process. Don't right. forget. Okay, very nice. Excellent. Uh, okay, and now we get to the, the last uh, section, but it's a little bit long, uh, which is another explication of an uh, opinion of be Yohanan. Okay, they're going to set up of the question is going to be um, a few lines. So, uh, so let's see how it goes. Tenan hatam. This is a Mishnah in Shekalim, which you may remember. There will be tax collectors, IRS guy. They go around from city to city, 
uh, and he would collect the machasita shekel from a certain town. And then he's on his way back, he's holding a big bag of money from the, this whole city, and it was stolen, or it was lost. This shaliach is Shomer uh, Chinam, so he's not responsible to pay for himself, he has to swear, and then he's off the hook. So now what? Now who ends up paying, who takes the loss, right? The Bet HaMikdash takes the loss, or do they have to pay again? Well, the answer is it depends when he got robbed. Uh, let's explain that. Um, the machasita shekel happened in two steps. First, everybody donated and it, would, it was put into a big box. That big box was not used yet. That was just the whole storehouse. Then at various points, a Kohen would come and take a shovel and take from that um, that, that's called tirumat halishka, and take from that and put that into a smaller basket. That smaller basket is the actual machasita shekel that they would use to go to the farmers to buy animals for the Bet HaMikdash. So it's really not officially taken for everybody. See, they don't take all the, all the coins, they don't use all the coins, but those coins that they take are representative for everyone who donated. So even though they donated, let's say 10,000 shekel, they only take 1,000 shekel, that 1,000 shekel is on behalf of all the 10,000 people that donated those. So if you already did the Nitzimah Tirumah, if the Kohen in the Bet HaMikdash already took from it, then even the one that's on his way is still okay. He had in mind, the money that's on his way is still included. That means they may gave their machasita shekel. So in that case, the sheliach has to make a shivuah, like gizbarin, to the temple treasurers, because it already belongs to the temple. It says, listen, I'm sorry, it lost on the way. I didn't take it, it wasn't my fault. Um, and then, okay, the, then the Bet HaMikdash eats the loss. However, if the Kohen and the Bet HaMikdash did not yet remove in a small basket, then it, that, that, that money that's on his way is not yet the machasita shekel. It's just on his way to machasita shekel. Uh, so in that case, it's the city dwellers who eat the loss, right? They sent, you sent the check to the IRS, but they didn't get it. So sorry, you gotta say pay again. And the people in the city, they have to pay again. Okay. So, um, well, that's the law. What could they do? Now, nimseu, you could you know, make Aliyah, go Aliyah and bring it yourself next time. Don't trust the, the postal service. Nimseu, now what if it was stolen, but then you, find, you found it? Um, so now they paid second one and they found the first one. So there's double. So either he lost it and found it or the, uh, the person that stole it brought it back. Elu elu shekalim hem. Both of them are shekalim because the, the, the people in the town, they donated it. Once it's a, a donation, it's sanctified. You can't take it back. And no rollover credits. You can't use it for next year either because you gave it for this year. So you didn't have in mind it for next year. So you can't, you can't do it. All right. So extra donation. Um, now, that disagrees. He says, yeah, roll over. It's okay. You paid this one already and you have extra money. Yeah, you can use it for next year. So you, you prepaid. Okay, that's the Mishnah in Shekalim. Now we're going to analyze it. His reasoning is because anything that's an obligation this year, I can use, um, I can pay for next year too. I can fulfill my obligation for next year, even, even with Shekalim of this year. Good. Now that's all a setup. 
Uh, how are we going to relate this to our topic to Yom Kippur as follows? Abaye Abaye asked the following question: Par Yom Kippurim she'avdu. Um, is quoting a Braita here that says a pad, that's the Kohen's pad, or the Sa'id of Yom Kippur, uh, any of the Sa'idim, uh, that got lost. And he brought, and, and, the, and the Kohen brought another one instead. Or if the whole community worshipped Avodah Zarah because of mistaken ruling, um, and then they find it. The one that was lost and found, has to die. Okay, the first one has to die. You only use the second one. That's even if it's Yehuda. So the other two Tanaim say, no, don't, it doesn't die. Let it graze until it gets a mum, and then you sell it, and you could use the other, the money to buy in the Daba because it's a communal offering. And they follow the opinion that says communal, like Tanakama, that communal offering does not die. The Buddha is consistent. In our Mishnah, he says that communal offering does die. Fine. Now, we'll just focus on the first part. Um, uh, this is all a question, right? This is, yeah, this is all a question. See the problem? Uh, according to the Biuda, he said regarding Shekalim, that if you have something, then you can use it for next year. But here, I have an extra, right? I had one, and I lost it, I found it, and I have a new one, a new Sa'ir, let's say. So I have two of them. So why not use the second one for next year? That's his question. Um, so here's the answer. Amar le, Rava said to him in response, Korbenot Sibur ka'amart, Shane Korbenot Sibur kederbi tabi. Amar rabi Oshia, Amar rabi tabi, Amar rabi Oshia, Amar kera. Zot olat chodesh bechodsho. Amar meratora, Hadesh vehabeli korban, metiruma hadasha. Okay, here's your answer. You're talking about Korbanot Sibur, and regarding Korbanot Sibur, Rabbi Sabitavi said, quoting a pasuk that says, uh, this Olat Chodesh Bechodsho, each month in its month. The Torah said, making a play on words, Chodesh and Hadash, uh, it says, bring me a new one, bring me a new offering. Don't give me last year's leftovers. That, in other words, Every year you, you resets and you have to bring a new one and not from the previous year. So that, that would explain why it's a, because it's a communal offering, you can't use last year's. All right, that's a good answer, but it's only partial. Tenach Sa'ir, because Sa'ir is a communal offering, right? The Sa'il Hashem, the Sefer Musaf, communal offerings. Pad, but the part of the, of the Kohen Gadol, he brings from his own money. So that's a Korban Yachid, and that you can bring from last year. So the answer is Gezera Pad Atu Sa'ir, make a Gezera. If we allow him to use the Pad from last year, then everybody's going to say, oh, I guess it's allowed. We could use the Sa'ir from last year too. Okay, fine. Umishum Gezera Yamutu. Just because you made a Gezera, the poor animal, now you have to kill it. <laughs> Right? Um, first, it's two problems. First of all, also, it's a, it's a consecrated animal. If you don't have to, you shouldn't kill a consecrated animal. It's useful. You can use it. So oh, that's one question. And in any case, this whole rule of Rabbi Tavi that you should bring from a new one, it's, it's a mitzvah to bring it from a new one. But it's not me'akeb, if you didn't do it, so you lost that on the mitzvah. 
but right, but it's still valid. So you're going to make a gezerah on something that is itself is only a mitzvah. So what if you didn't? What if what, what if yeah? I brought the pod and I made a mistake and now I brought the sayer too. Still valid. So it doesn't make sense that you should make a, such a gezerah. So rather, we need a new answer uh, to to the question. Uh, the question again was according to the Bi Yehuda, who says you can use leftover machazita shekel, and that's used to buy uh, communal offerings. So why can't you uh, use if you have two selidim? Why can't you use one for the next year? So Ella Marbizera lefish en hagodal. His answer is different because the lottery only lasts one year, right? You designate it, only the lottery is for this year. You can't use this year's lottery for next year. So obvious uh, question you're going to have. Okay, we'll do another lottery, but we can use the same Sayyid. Why can't we use the same one? Okay, that's a good answer. But People won't realize that you did a second lottery. They're not going to know. They're going to assume that you did that. You did it one for the other, and then you know another year they're going to forget and they're going to not do a new lottery. Okay, fine. That's a gezera. That makes sense for the sayid because you need to do a lottery. Pad is a no lottery for the pad, so I should be able to do the pad. Okay, gezera pad two sayid. Okay, this is already a gezera gezera, but we don't even ask that question. We ask the same questions before. Just because you want to make a gezera, I understand it's good to be machmir, but now you're killing an animal. It's very not very nice to do, and it's a kodesh animal too. So that's not a good answer. So this would work for the pad. That if it's a, as follows, it could be, what if the Kohen Gadol should die during the year, right? And he's still going to bring that pod. Then people are going to say, oh, you know what? Um, in, in other cases too, if someone brought a pod, uh, someone brought a chatat offering um, and died, then they can bring it. But that's not true. We know the general rule is if someone, individual, brings a chatat and dies, you, no one else can use that animal. So that's why we can't use it. So that works. That works for the pad because that's an individual offering and might get mixed up with a chatat. But sa'id is a communal offering, so we don't have that problem. Okay, now the opposite. Gezerah sa'id atu par. Right, and we have a good reason for par, sa'id will be a gezerah. But same problem. Mishum gezerah yamutu, should we kill it just because of a gezerah? Ela gezerah mishum hatat she'abra shenataha. Okay, a new reason. It's because um, the sa'id has to be has to be one year old um, within its first year. And so here's the problem. If we allow you to use it second, the second year, then as a gezerah, you might, you might become too old. And then you're gonna use one that you're gonna think, oh, I'm allowed to use it when it's, uh, when it's older, uh, and older. You might come to use an older one. Okay, so we ask on that, gezerah? What do you mean gezerah? That's actually gonna be a problem in every single case. If you say it has to be one year old, that only is only good for one year. By the next Yom Kippur, for sure, it's gonna be more than a year old. Um, so why are you telling me gezera? So no, halakasha, I can give you a case. Um, regarding the wall, the law of the walled city, right? The law of the walled city is that um, a person who sells their house in a walled city has one year 
to buy it back, unlike a field, right, which is uh, you can buy it back any any time, right? The field is his uh, business, his means of production. So that always that's ancestral land that goes back. But a house is less important, uh, and he can live somewhere else. It's not his business. So how long does he have to buy it back? Shana, it'd be and uh, the be said a full year, meaning a solar year. Three hundred sixty-five days. It's very interesting because only in a couple of places we also have regarding the ketoret, if you remember, right? How many piece parts of ketoret do you prepare? Right, 365, we say in the Baraita every day. I uh, wonder why. In the, in, in the second Bet Mikdash, the sectarians followed a, followed a uh, solar calendar of actually 364. So not even, not even exactly this. Um, uh, and you wonder if it's, uh, uh, why, what the similarity is. Okay, I don't know. Hama, Homa, I don't know. I made it up. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, for whatever reason, it's longer. So here's how it could work. The Sa'id has to be, um, has to be three and has to be within the same year, but you can have this within the same year, twice within a year. You, know, you can have two Yom Kippur's within a 365 day cycle because Yom Kippur follows the, the lunar year. The lunar year is 354 days. And so oh, it can't be less than eight days old also, right? So add, add, add eight days. You still have a couple of days bigger, right? If, you, if it was uh, precisely uh, nine days, eight days old, then uh, 364 days would still be within 365. 354 would still be within 365. So yes, it is possible to have such a thing. And that's why we make it gizzard up because this is very dangerous. If you allow in that case to use another year, you know, uh, most of the time it's not gonna be good. So that's, that could be the case. They disagree with Rabbi and they say it's 12 months, no matter what. Um, if it's a leap year, uh, an extra adad, then the seller who has an extra month to buy it back. So he gets some benefit. According to them, it's a lunar year, so that wouldn't help. Okay, but we do have the B, and so we can have a case. Fine, that's good for Sa'ir, which has to be one year old. Pad but Pad can be older. So what would be the reason for Pad? Gezera, Pad, Sa'ir, fine, it could be a Gezera for the other one. Okay, we know what the answer is going to be. Mushum Gezera, Yamut. Okay, it's interesting, we're trying all these things. It's part of the exercise of ingenuity. How many different possibilities come? You know, you know if you say Gezera, you're going to reject it. But nevertheless, it's a, it's a theoretical possibility. And besides here, the general rule is that a chatat, once it gets too old and, uh, and past its year, you don't kill it, you send it out to graze. And according to the Biuda, he said, the, these, uh, it, it gets, it's, it's, uh, you wait for it to die. So the halacha wouldn't even make sense if that were the reason. Whose year is passed and it's now too old, it's like a beta kevarot, meaning the Kohen can't go there, right? If you have an animal on the beta kevarot, the Kohen can't get it. Okay, what can we do? I can't offer it. And so you just wait uh, till it gets a blemish. So that is not a good answer. Rather, here is the final answer, at least for today. The answer is because. A, a mishap is going to occur. What does he mean? The mishap that by from now till next year, are, are you really going to remember that this is the Sayyid for Yom Kippur and you're going to keep it separate and protect it? 
And it's more likely someone's going to come say, oh, I made a sin, I need a Sayyid. They're going to go and take it. It's hard to keep track of something for a whole year, and you're going to end up just using it for something else, and that's going to cause a bigger problem. So better to, uh, to let it die from now and, uh, and not wait and, uh, and worry that you'll have another problem. And so this idea of Mishum Takala, we're going to bring the source for that tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.